podcast. Listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Welcome, everyone, back to the Medic Materials Podcast. Welcome to the Phil Foundation. Welcome to the Maha Butchie. And, uh, guys, we have a surprise. You don't know who's sitting here with us, but uh, it's April 1st, which means it's this individual's favorite day of the year. Uh, past uh, listeners of past episodes would know that Last year on this day, this individual uh, pissed me off enough to not be reinvited back for another year. So uh, we welcome our clinical coordinator back to the show. Kelly, 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 Kelly. Because you're Kelly, 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 We have to welcome Kelly back to the show. So Kelly is on the stream with us. Hopefully uh, she'll talk a lot today. Give us some good insight and knowledge on... Oh, you cannot be serious. Sometimes, Gerard... <sighs> well, this is this is great. All right, so for those that are watching, uh, Gerard apparently is coming on literally as we speak. Uh, so I'm gonna Still put us. On, guys head now. There you go. I'm gonna put us on a different uh, a different thing here, a different screen, and um, mute everybody, and then uh, I will get Gerard in here, and then we'll we'll continue. All right, so just bear with us for a second. Uh, we're not going anywhere. I'm just, you know, retooling and getting Gerard into the stream. So stand by with us. Hold on uh, one second. All right. I think I fixed it. Everybody should be here now. Welcome, Gerard. How are you? I'm doing all right. There you go. All right. Let's see. Let's make sure that we can actually hear everybody here. Awesome sauce. All right. So um, we were we were going to welcome Kelly to the show, um, uh, but, uh, you know, then, then yeah, you, I got the hooks. Then you Hook said right yep, you just booted her right the fuck out, which is awesome because I hate that bitch after last uh, last April 1st. Uh, but right. uh, but I, you know, I introed the uh, the two gentlemen. Uh, here with us, the uh, Sultan of EKGs, the Mahabuchi, and uh, and the Phil Foundation. Without their proper intro music, 
So, uh, Mr. Mahabuchi, we welcome you with the proper Mahabuchi music. <laughs> and uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna welcome the Mahabuchi, we also have to hit the hard rock. And welcome the uh, the Phil Foundation. The hard rock. Even though all I can see right now is Phil's forehead. Right. <laughs> Not really that hard. Well, you know. It could be harder. It could be harder. I have, I have harder stuff. Yeah, we, we've all heard harder stuff. Um, so, uh, so getting us started since we're, we're, you know, already, uh, you know, long over on this, uh, let me get into the rig check and then we'll get into this call review. Uh, so today's rig check. A lot of y'all didn't start, didn't start, like didn't start. No, 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 no. Like we, we, we waited because it was just going to be me and Phil and Kelly. Uh, and then Butch said he's going to yeah. be on. So we pushed it back to 645. And then Butch was like, I need to get to work, so we need to get started. And I was like, all right. And then literally we had started two minutes, not even two minutes. Oh, and then you sure. were like, I'm coming in. And I'm like, crap. Coming in ice and coming in. <laughs> so uh, oh. let's let's get into bye this. Bye. Let's get into yeah, this. Uh, definitely some homoeroticism in that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me get into this rig check, and then uh, and then we'll get started. So – uh, for the second month in a row, uh, just remember that I did change up the uh, the Patreon tiers. If you're still a seasoned provider or a salty veteran, there are still salty veterans in the uh, in like the you know the analytics. Uh, make sure you go into Patreon, change your tier to the donuts tier. Uh, it's five dollars a month, and we'll get you access to everything we offer on Patreon, um, including the new Discord server as well as access to a free CME via us every two months so that's awesome um also join us for our weekly end of tour live stream um each and every friday um at 9 p.m eastern here on the youtube channel and the facebook page and the facebook group um and uh ultimately that's just a you know fun old time where we're trying to wash that stress of the week away um and this uh this month we want to shout out to our brand new patreon david as well as our listeners in Alabama and Angola. So roll tide and who the fuck Angola, knows? Angola. Angola. Roll, roll, roll yak fur, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> roll a yak. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so as I alluded to on the live stream last night, uh, this this call is it's frustrating as hell. I don't think it's a very difficult call. Like, I don't think we're going to be like, oh, my God, you know, why didn't they do this, this, and this? I don't think that's a lot to do with what's going to happen. But I think the outcome is going to be super frustrating for you guys. And I kind of want to see what you guys are thinking as we're walking our way through the call. Uh, people in the chat, uh, throw your ideas, you know, what you guys are thinking and uh, like what you would do or what you would want to see people do in the chat. And then, you know, I'll bring that into the stream as well. So your guys system, 
the system we have today is a uh, rural community. It's covered by a uh, paid ambulance district. And um, this particular ambulance district staffs its ambulances with the standard configuration, one paid EMT basic and uh, one paid paramagician. However, for this particular call, the ambulance was staffed with two paramedics. Don't ask me why. Maybe it was just a scheduling thing. But there's two paramedics on this ambulance. Um, now, for particular calls... Do they have the call volume to sustain that type of uh, shift? Uh, probably not. Probably not. You know, I mean, they, you, you they're probably, that money, you know? They're probably losing a lot of money right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just don't have the call volume for that. Yep. God forbid. Yeah. Uh, so what about those things that keep you from breaking your back? Yeah, no, 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 no. no there, there's, there's no. we don't have the call volume for that. Yeah. Um, but in this community, there is a local fire company that uh, gets dispatched to calls if they're of a high enough level, uh, and they send out their EMRs as well as their EMTs. Uh, and that, and that, that is the case in this call. So they, they do get one volunteer EMT that shows up for this call. Uh, so you guys have, uh, talking hospitals, you have three hospitals within the immediate area. Uh, you have a two-bed critical access hospital, which is 10 minutes away. You have a six-bed ER, uh, like, community hospital. That's about 35 minutes away. I get any better. And you have a level one trauma slash medical center almost 90 minutes away. So that's not immediate. That's not immediate area. Well, it's immediate, you know, it's for, a stone's throw away. Right. It's like, it's next door. It's fine. Just a chip shot, shot over the hill. Hip shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the uh, Joe, <laughs> you guys are going to be dispatched a priority one, a Delta priority to a local elderly apartment complex for an 80 year old male <laughs> with diff breathing. So I know I ask these questions a lot. Um, like, what do you think about difficulty breathing? How do you prepare for it? But I kind of wanted to switch it up and not specifically think about like the 80 year old with the diff breathing. But when you guys get a dispatch of like, okay, adult diff breathing, what is the immediate thing that you are like, this is going to be the cause to me. It's always COPD unless like that, that's what I'm going in with. If it's an adult, I'm like, yep, it's COPD exacerbation until I get there, and it's not. See, I don't. Even, I don't really think of the cause. Like, gee, what could it be? Because I mean, it could be fucking anything. I mean, you know, they could have been, you know, huffing paint for all I know. Yep. But uh, you know, but no, when I like honestly, it, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just me being an asshole or having a little too much bravado or something. But They're when I hear a breathing call come out, what was that? They're faking it. No, 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 no. When I hear a different breathing call come out, my first, literally my first thought is, cool, I can fucking fix that. Yeah. Yep. It's one of the things that we can actually make people significantly better by the time we get them to the ER. You know? Yeah. What about you guys? I, 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 uh, I kind of look at, like, how the, the weather and stuff. Like, if you have, like, the warm weather... It's probably COPD, mm -hmm. you know, or extremely cold weather, COPD exacerbation. But, you know, like G said, it could be anything. It could be asthma. It could be an anaphylactic thing, you know. Yep. You never know until you get there. Right. Yeah, I, I don't really think of the, the causes. 
So I'm the I'm the only one that's like, yep, it's it's this. And wow, I thought I would not be that. I mean, it's You're not out there all by yourself. Yep, you know, it is what it is. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the crew ends up calling in route to this call, and um, they're as they're in route, they're in route for about six minutes. All right, County Nine and One updates this crew that the patient's difficulty breathing is worsening to now a severe status. Uh, the dispatchers also report that the 911 caller is saying that the patient's chest is rapidly swelling. It's Wait, a, what? Yes. So what? so they're told, the, the dispatcher tells this crew that there is rapid swelling of the patient's chest reported by the 911 caller. Go so it, is the diff reading because they were kicked by a mule? We don't know yet, <laughs> but trauma definitely now seems to be in play, right? At least I would think so. Like, yeah, it. I don't know. I, I've never heard of a chest swelling. <laughs> well, outside of a fire, right? So, but hey, if you're difficulty breathing because of inhaled smoke because the building was on fire and you're all burnt to a crisp, hey, you hey, know, difficulty breathing. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, kudos, and you know, uh, maybe you guys have some thoughts on this, but I think it's a kudos. They we always talk about getting the ball rolling, and I think they really did a good job of getting the ball rolling here. It's at this point in time that one of the medics picks up the radio and asks for a uh, air medical chopper to be put on standby for the call if available. Um, So I thought that was pretty prudent for them. Like, Hey, yup. We don't know what's going on, but like we shouldn't see chest swelling. Maybe this is going to go really bad. So the right. (laughs) Uh, So the, uh, the, the dual paramedic crew arrives on the scene and exits their rig with their cardiac monitor, first in bag, and drug bag. Uh, they throw everything on the stretcher, take the stretcher out of the rig. Uh, at that point in time, a, uh, the fire department EMT arrives on scene uh, via just their POV. No rescue trucks, no nothing. Uh, the three- well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, it probably has like a giant, you know, thin red line, you know, freaking flag in the back window. You know, a big old light bar and flashers all over the place. So, I mean, you know, it, technically it's, it's an emergency response vehicle. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, got a, they got a first in bag in there, don't you worry. Oh, they oh, yeah. absolutely have a yeah, first in bag. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, probably, probably more meds than we care. And full bunker gear. Full bunker yeah. gear. All, all their turnout, yeah. All yeah. of it. So, <laughs> they, uh, the three providers. They come in, they're wearing a Scott pack. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the three providers, they head into the apartment building and they head, you know, towards the apartment. Uh, when they arrive at the door, they're met by the, uh, the patient's husband. They tell the EMS crew that they had, uh, they had come into the living room to feed their husband uh, and noted that they were having significant shortness of breath and seemed to be Wait. in a lot of pain. Yes. Say all that again? Did you mess that up or is no. that? No, I did not mess that up. It's okay, because I got confused. It's a male patient with a husband. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yes. So um, this kind of confused me for a second. I know your <laughs> your proclivity for fucking things up. So 
that did not <laughs> that did not earn a buzzer. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was me actually not fucking it up. All right, let's right do it that way. Um, so, um, so the the husband of this patient, they tell the EMS crew that they came into the living room to feed uh, their significant other. And uh, they were they noted that they were having significant shortness of breath and seemed to be in a lot of pain. Uh, like, did was one of them chained up or something? What? Like I, you're saying, like like he came into the room to feed him. Yes. Like we'll find out why later. Okay. <laughs> right. I like it feels like, it, like get out of here. Like, get out of the. Does it rub the lotion on its skin? I mean. I, where are we going with this? I don't like the wording. <laughs> okay. Get your mind out of the sex dungeon, all right? Um, all right. All right. So does, this, does the whole feeding thing have to, to deal with what the problem is right now? Is that why we're finding out later? I don't know. That that I don't I don't believe so. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, so when they began to investigate uh, what could be causing this significant pain, they found that he was developing rapid swelling to the left pec area. This is when they became very concerned oh. and called 911. Yeah, I would so, be, especially with a spontaneous pneumo. So let me elaborate on that. My next question was, what are your initial thoughts here? So that's literally my first thought. And that's the first thing I'm going to do is bust out the, the, the ears and take a listen. Okay. I like that. Cause then if process. I don't hear anything on that side, that's going to kind of confirm it for me. Okay. What about you two? Subcutaneous emphysema. I'm looking for, you know, that kind of shit. Okay. I think at this point we're way beyond subcutaneous emphysema where we got. Some oh, yeah. 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 We're no, we're, we're, if we, if the whole fucking peck is swelling up with air then and who knows could even be hemonuma i mean it could be blood too yep you know so i don't i don't have an x-ray so i couldn't tell you yes agreed and you know from what and from what i gathered as of right now it's you know a good half inch or so above the other peck hmm so it's not just like a little swelling, but it's yeah. rising as this one stays exactly the same. Stop breathing. <laughs> um, is is there anything that you guys, you know, uh, you know, like Phil Butch, is there anything that you guys are are wanting to see happen going forward? Uh, long sounds. So yeah, think, looks, that, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, especially now if it's, you know, the sudden onset of pain, you know, he's got swelling, be it from air, from blood or what have you. I definitely confirm if we still have lung sounds on that side. Right. I think lung sounds is, is fairly immediate here. Like this is where we should be going. Uh, in the chat, Blaine just put in, uh, is the patient really thin? Would that be something to pay attention to? Um, and absolutely like we we all learn that spontaneous pneumo tall thin individuals um this guy is fairly thin he's not very tall uh but he is you know only about 130 135 pounds so he's not very big 
right? Uh, so we'll keep that in the in the back of our mind as we as we move forward. So this primary medic begins uh, their initial physical, and uh, the secondary medic takes this time to like take the husband, pull him aside, and start you know asking questions about all of what's been going on. And um, the secondary medics told that uh, this gentleman has end stage Parkinson's, and that two months ago he suffered a significant fall outside of the home. Uh, this vo- this fall resulted in a long hospitalization uh, after they found that he had fractured ribs 7, 8, and 9, and 10 on the left-hand side. And which side is, is going right now? The left. Ah. Uh, okay. uh, and we found the culprit. During, during his hospital stay, he developed left-sided pneumonia, was treated with antibiotics, and then finally um, he was sent home. Um, he returned home, but was immediately placed in a home hospital bed because he was too far gone with the weakness and the Parkinson's to now be able to walk on his own. Um, there was still bruising on the left side of his chest after the fall, but it had, it had been healing fairly nicely. According to the family, uh, they decline any trauma in the past week and report no recent illness at the same time. He is unable to walk at all. He is unable to walk or ambulate. So he can't. He can't even transfer out of the bed. No. So there's no possible way that he, while nobody was looking, got out of bed and fell again. No. Okay. Nope. So, but really good, you know, good suspicion, right? Like, yeah, the husband didn't see it, but maybe he did something on his own, right? Uh, so during this time, the primary medic is performing their initial physical. Uh, they find that the airway is open. It's painted. It's clear of any fluid or debris. Breathing is present and very shallow appearing labored. There is equal chest rise and fall. Um, peripheral pulses are present and equal in both arms. The chest is exposed where they find that there is heavy, dark reddish purple bruising that encompasses the entire left pec region down through the armpit. There is also swelling noted in the same area that's approximately two times the size on the normal right-hand side. Hmm. So for the visual, you know, you got like, what is this, left side? So all of this is swollen, and he's got a huge red bruise here through like under here. So I think it almost sounds like he's bleeding. He's what? Sounds like he's bleeding. It does sound like he's bleeding, right? I mean, it looks like he's bleeding. Yeah. Agreed. That's where my head goes. His chest is probably filling up with blood. I. That's what I kind of like. Am thinking. Um, well, if it's, if it's a fresh bruise, uh, did somebody give him the bruise? That's right. Yeah. Hey, man. You know what? You know, yeah. taking care of people, taking care of people can, can, can frustrate you. Something happens, you just kind of, you know. Next thing you know, yeah. you're beating on him. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, I mean, I, like, I don't know what this dude's demeanor is like with the, the you know, the, the one you're talking to. Yeah. I mean, is he kind of sketchy? You know, because, yeah, this this could be an assault. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. you, you're called to a medical, Right. No, no thought in trauma or whatever. And yeah, now we're kind of going down that route of like, where did all this trauma come from? It's I've literally been to this, uh, this exact call and that's exactly what it was. It yeah. was 
you know, oh, you know, certain age female, you know, fell, you know, now with left-sided, uh, you know, pain. Okay. Eh, probably busted a rib, no problem. Right. You go to the door, you start hearing people, you know, saying things like, you know, well, you didn't have to push her down and shut the fuck up and blah, blah, blah. And then you open the door and this flop house is immaculately clean. Mm-hmm. Like not even a cigarette butt in the gigantic ashtray in the living room. So, you know, that got emptied. Right. And yeah. And so, I mean, we didn't go in. I heard that and I stopped cold. I said, go back down the stairs. Yep. Why? Sounds like, sounds like an assault. And yeah. that's exactly what it was. We got the cops to come in there, and and she said, "Yeah, he, he threw me to the ground." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very well could be. Very well yeah. could be. So, yeah. as we continue this, the secondary medic comes back to the patient and informs the their partner of all the information that they received from the family. Uh, they then begin to get a baseline set of vital signs. Uh, the cardiac monitors connected. A four lead EKG is obtained. Uh, the initial rhythm shows a sinus tack at a rate of 120. It's regular. Um, they also run a, uh, they immediately do a 12 lead. Uh, shows also sinus tack with no ST what? elevations or depressions. Yeah, he's complaining of chest pain. He's complaining of shortness yeah. of breath. I think it was a good idea. I'll, I'll put my hand up. I probably wouldn't have thought of doing a 12 lead right then and there. I think, but. you know. Maybe. But yeah, as soon as, as soon as you said it, I was like, eh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and, and yeah. being that there's two of the paramedics, I think it's yeah. a perfect place to do it. Get it out of the way. Yeah, um, why not? So blood pressure via the NIBP cuff uh, returns is 99 over 51. Uh, SpO2 is 91% on room air. Respiratory rate of near 30 and a GCS of 15. Uh, the patient reports that he is having 10 on 10 all over body pain, but his pain is more significant to the chest area, increasing with any palpation or movement. So lung sounds are finally taken. Secondary medic listens to lung sounds. They hear very diminished breaths overall with wheezes bilaterally in both apices and rails in, in the left base. I never would have thought you'd hear anything with this call. I've, I've, right? I've figured left side would have been absent. So, and, and that, that's kind of where my brain was going. Like, this seems like it would be, I'm going to decompress this at some point in this call. Kind that of was thing, my, right? That's literally where I was reaching for in the bag in my head. Right. <laughs> so, just because they heard these weird kind of sounds, right, they asked their partner... To also listen, here's where I listened. You listen and tell me what you hear as well. Exactly. And it comes back again. Very diminished breaths overall. Wheezes bilaterally in the apices. Rails only in the left base. So So, he he had pneumonia on that side, right? They did, yes. Right. So you've got some kind of fluid disrupting everything there in the, in the base. Yep. And you've definitely got constriction everywhere else. Everywhere. Right. And, and the wheezes are bilateral. So it's left and right side for the wheezes. They hear the rails only in the bottom left and they say they're diminished overall everywhere. 
Parkinson's is the only thing he's got. Parkinson's is the only history. End stage Parkinson's is the only history. He was on four meds. I wrote them down, but they're all Parkinson's meds and no allergies. So, yeah, I didn't write it in the thing. Have any weird funky side effects? I didn't. I didn't honestly. I didn't honestly look that up. Um, that's because well, because I know um, one of the Parkinson's meds causes hallucinations. Let's see. Hold on. I wrote it down here. I mean, I mean like, legit, like, give the motherfuckers Haldol hallucinations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look it up, because just looking at these, I don't even recognize any of them. Yeah. Um, so, is, like, with these lung sounds and this, like, overall presentation, is there, like, a differential that you guys are, are leaning more hard to, or is there, like, a evaluation that you really want to do to kind of narrow into something. I mean, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll defer to my on this one, but uh, yeah, end title wouldn't be a bad idea for more diagnostic. I, I, I like end title. As far as like, you know, the thought process goes, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, signs of, I mean, let's be honest, that he's tachycardic and hypotensive, so. He's got you know. him. He's bleeding somewhere. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Or uh, losing volume somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to defer to the Maha on that. Just to just to just for confirmation, because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I think we're uh, we like you say we got some bleeding going on with the, with the vital sides, <clears throat> lung sounds. I mean, not what I would have expected. Yeah, no, because. No, Definitely constriction going on, but then you got the crap at the bottom. In the bottom, so um, it's gonna be a tough. I mean, because you want our treat for that wheezy to help it feel better, but then you're gonna spike the, you know, right? Yeah, spike and, the heart rate back up. And if there's like if there's fluid in the base, and they're constricted up top, I open them up. They might now have fluid everywhere, and now I right. just made yeah. it even worse. Yeah. Like yeah. it's. It's almost like the double-edged sword. Like, if I don't help them, maybe they get worse. But if I do help them, maybe they get worse. You know? Um, so, I, I think... Well, we also know, we also know that... CPAP, they, that CPAP may help them fluid. That's okay. what I was just thinking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about that for one of two reasons. Because um, I was thinking about it for stabilization of whatever the hell is going on there. With positive pressure ventilation. Yep. Right? And you're going to actually help keep the fluid from, you know, coming over the dike and you might actually help that, um, that SPO2 problem too. That's actually a really smart thing. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was not cluing in to, uh, to CPAP until you guys mentioned it. That, that makes a lot of sense, right? You teach that, you know, with those unequal chest rises, what do you do? You splint from the inside. Right. You but, know? But to the to the providers who you know did not attend the uh, the Mahabuchi uh, School of Paramedicine, um, I know your first thoughts are, but the blood pressure was ninety systolic, and you can't touch the CPAP. Yep. If you have gone through the the, the Mahabuchi School of Paramedicine, uh, then you would know that uh, aggressive. Airway and ventilatory management trumps everything because we can fix the hypotension. Right. Yep. 
We can't. We, we, we have, can't. We have, we can't we have fluid and drugs for that. Yeah, yep. you can't. You can't fix the rest. Uh, so, so as as all this is happening, the patient's breathing is still worsening, becoming a little bit more shallow, a little bit more short in each breath. While he's still saying that his chest hurts, increasing with each breath. The providers look at the patient's chest and they find that the swelling is still growing. Now, I'm up, sick. now approximately three times the size of the I'm right pec. Okay. I'd stick it and see what comes out. Sorry, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but, okay. you know, it, does it go whoosh or does something shoot across shoot the across the, the f- Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh the the primary medic goes and puts their hands on the on the chest just to ensure that there's still equal chest rise because now you can't really mm. tell. The one peck is so much taller than the other, you can't really tell if they're moving at the same at the same time up and up and down. But they do ensure that there is still equal chest rise and fall. So due to this worsening condition, these paramedics, instead of going the CPAP route or the um, the stabby McStab stab route, they go a different route, and they no, no, not drugs. It, nope, nope. Okay. Sort of drugs, but not really, not in the way you're thinking. They have a quick discussion on whether or not they should RSI this patient. Oh Jesus! So they also ask. What are what are your thoughts on what's causing all of this swelling? Like, is it, you know, is it bleeding? Is it air? Is it something? Phil, you don't have to raise hey, your I, hand. I, it's, I, I know it's... one way you can find out. Yep. You you can find out real quick. Is it air or is it blood? Yep. Go ahead, Phil. What's our status on the helicopter? Uh, so you'll find out in a little bit, but they are doing an air standby. So they are on their way. Let's put Fuck it, just launch them. No one, no one has no, requested they're in, they're in the them air. yet. They're in the air. Right. Request and flying out. I'm not. Right. They're in the air, but no one has actually requested them to the scene yet. Does, does the swelling have a pulse? What was that? Does the swelling have a pulse? Not that any of these providers could feel. That's a good one. Get, like arterial bleed. The way it's swelling up, if the other sort of pulse, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is a very nothing. vascular area. Yes. And that's a. That's... Nothing, nothing, nothing that looks like a Rice Krispies, right? Nothing is Rice Krispies. Nope. It's nice and solid, um, it's firm. Like... That and the discoloration is leading me to believe it. How's how's yep. how's the neck veins looking? Yeah, it's the next question. So I did not have any of that information. I don't like they sent me over the chart and there's nothing about JBD in it. So what about tracheal deviation? Nothing in the chart. So again, I don't know if it if it wasn't there and they just didn't document it or they didn't look. I'm assuming they don't look. Right. Yep, that's gone. I'm good. EMTs so, check for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, while the, while the paramedics are having this, you know, uh, this you know fairly quick discussion, they uh, the EMT places the guy on oxygen, uh, just because you know his sats are ranging anywhere from 91 to 95, uh, just two liters nasal cannula, nothing crazy. Um, so. 
the uh, the paramedics say, listen, you know, we're not, we don't want to intubate this guy right now. We don't think it's necessary. Um, however, if he continues down the road, we might have to down the road. Like, you know, what's, what is his advanced standing status? And the husband says, this gentleman is a DNR DNI. So that's taken right off the, right off the table. They're like, okay, whatever. And they say, all right, you know, we're going to, we're ultimately going to utilize the helicopter because clearly this guy is declining and he's bleeding from somewhere and we have 90 minutes to the hospital. And we're not going to do anything until the helicopter gets here and we're going to give it to them and it's going to be their problem. Sure. We're going to be almost dead. Administered two liters nasal cannula. There you go. That was, that was the EMT's job. That wasn't even the paramedics told them to do that. That was the EMT acting on their own. So kudos, yeah. kudos to them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I'm only gonna get my half kudos. He didn't look for the JVB or the tracheal deviation. Okay. Now, how do you expect, how do you expect me to look good if you don't do your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they have, they have to save us, so we look good. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the, uh, the paramedic goes and, uh, instructs the, uh, the volley EMT and the secondary medic, like, like, Hey, let's get the extrication process going and, uh, and let's get the heck out of here. And, um, they, uh, they do request the, uh, the para or the primary paramedic requests the helicopter to land. And, uh, again, it's already launched. So they have approximately a 20 minute ETA to an LZ, um, which just so happens that the LZ is about 20 minutes down the road. So they get them onto the stretcher, which they said was hella painful for this guy. Uh, but once he gets on the stretcher, he's, he's fairly okay again. Um, and, uh, before they wrap him up, they run another set of vitals. They also check his chest just, uh, one more time. So what was the BP? The second BP. So BP via the NIBP cuff returns is 93 over four, seven heart rate is 89, no longer 120. still a, it's now a sinus rhythm, regular, uh, mm. respiratory rate 30 regular and shallow SPO two ninety 98% on the two liters. They do place this gentleman on end title at this point, uh, which returns as 28, still a GCS of 15. Uh, They look at the guy's chest once more. Um, It went from two times to three times the size. Bruising's now being expanded. So remember, before the bruising was on the left pec and underneath the armpit, now that it's now starting to band. It's going down the left flank towards his back and across towards his sternum. Yes, sir. Where's the pain management? I don't know. Where's the line? I don't know. And where's the dart? I don't know. Non-existent. I mean, for him to have such a drop from 120 to 80. That that worries me. Um, what I'm actually kind of pleased to see that it's, you know, 
still doing, you know, what it's doing was the, uh, the BP, because if the pulse pressure was starting to narrow, then I'd be worried about something else. Yeah, but it's widening. But instead, it's widening. So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm not like, hey, this is great. Use like a 90 over 40. You know, no. We're still, um, we're still looking at a map of like 63 right now. But... Right, 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 right. I'm only half clinched. But the, like, I'm not, if it was, if it came back and it was, you know, 91 over, you know, like 78. And the last one we took was, you know, 50 diastolic. Man, I'd be like, mm. you have to get that chopper here quicker. Uh, that would be nice, right? Um, especially since clearly they're going to, you know, just... I mean, it's, it's on the left side. Yep. You know? Right. And that's, and that's one thing that, you know, I don't know if we were, we haven't, you know, really said, oh, hey, you know, where is this? Is this, is this tensioning? Is this whatever? You didn't see Phil, did you? He literally like, like he did this fucking like move, like look like he just look like he fell over, and then he kind of just popped right back up. I'm sorry, he, it was just he's matrix 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 matrix. Yeah, matrix like, it was almost like he was spring loaded. Phil, don't do that; <laughs> it scares Gerard. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I have a call. Oh no! Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of yeah. you know how how things happen. Enjoy. Um, so, All right, gentlemen. Have a good night. I'll text I'll you the outcome us. there, Phil. I'll see you All a little right. bit. Oh, no. Phil's going to yeah. fuck up every camera. He's going to fuck it. Oh, there it goes. Oh, my God. Now I got to fix it. Jesus, fuck. <sighs> Phil found it. It was, just a weird, it was just the weirdest thing, the way he moved. He just was like looking straight ahead. And he, looking straight ahead, he just went like right out, right out of the frame. When, when you watch the replay, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I'm yeah, like, he's he like doing some like, like <laughs> he's like, he's been doing that a little bit tonight. Right? I was like, did he fall? <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> you have a one? <laughs> Yo, call me an ambulance. All right. Whew. That was, a, that was an easy fix. I'm not fixing everything. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, just I, get I'm, it. We're, we're good. We're good. All right, so um, so as as we move forward, um, uh-huh. the uh, the helicopter they're gonna set up an LZ twenty minutes down the road. Apparently, that was the only place they could land. Nice, you know, whatever. So they should arrive right about the same same time for uh, for all providers. So they get them onto the stretcher. Like I said, they run that other set of vitals. Um, and then, let's see, uh, going down here. So the banding on the bruising, right? It's down his left flank towards his back. It's now uh, going, like, underneath his, uh, underneath the left pec towards his sternum. Um, all of this bruising is still heavy red and purple in color. Um, the, uh, the providers get him outside, and they begin transport. All right, both medics get in the back. This volunteer EMT gets up in the front, starts driving their truck to the LZ. We'll um, be at the LZ in like five, five minutes. He's right, right, exactly. Um, so the uh, the secondary medic uh, goes ahead, places an uh, 18 gauge into the right forearm, 
they also hang a thousand bag, uh, which they run approximately four to five hundred mLs in in that you know time period. The rest of the time period, um, the uh, the other paramedic goes you know looks over the rest of the body just to make sure that they you know since they're so focused on the chest, did we miss something else? Right. Um, they note that he's got a G two present in the abdomen. There's no redness or swelling at that site. Um, mm. Other than the bruising, there's no signs of trauma or abnormalities anywhere on the rest of the body. There's no signs of weakness or signs of neuro deficits. And the skin, other than the bruising, is warm, dry, pink. He's not pale, cool, clammy at all. Um, they um, they re-listen to lung sounds. Uh, the left is now very diminished. You can kind of hear it with shallow ventilations, but if you if they like if they say, "Hey, take a deep breath," you hear full air movement. All right, on the left hand side, um, and then matter. and then the right side is just diminished throughout. There's no adventitious, you know, like wheezing or anything. Right. So wheezing is gone now. Wheezing is gone. Right? Hence why I, mean, I said this call was fucking confusing. And it's the right side that is being coming more diminished. And the left side, you can actually hear whoosh, whoosh now. So it's that still, it's, it's still very, like, you can't hear it like whoosh, whoosh, like it's super clear. These guys are saying that it's still diminished, but... You can't really hear it if he's breathing shallow, but if he breathes like, <gasps> you can actually hear a diminished lung sound. Hmm. And the right side is just diminished with no wheezing, like there was wheezing prior. So. I'm not a pulmonologist, but I'm pretty sure this is a bad thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> when things don't add up, it's. It's Never typically good. a bad thing, right? right? I mean, you think about it. I mean, human beings, I mean, yeah, you, you want to talk about homeostasis all the time. That's pretty much, you know, we, we're usually A plus B equals C when it comes to, the, you know, the physiology of the body. When you have something like this, it's completely fucking ass backwards. It's got to be fucking. There's got to be some bad shit coming. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This, this, isn't, this isn't just some little thing to, well, a little butyrol. Right. You know? And then, oh, it just goes away. drive faster? Right. Oh, yeah. let me give him some Decadron. It's fine. He'll, he'll be fine. No. <laughs> so um, they, uh, let's see. Uh, they, um, where the heck did I leave off? Okay, so um, they uh, they do vitals because now it's, it's like on a five-minute rotation. Um, the next set, uh, BP returns is 95 over 61. Uh, heart rate maintains at 85, still a sinus rhythm on the monitor. Uh, respiratory rate increases to roughly like 40, um, still shallow. SpO2 is 98%, uh, end title 26. They also take a blood sugar at this point. Why? I don't know, but it returns as 260. Good for them. Uh, the, uh, while this- they knew as soon as they freaking got the patient into the fucking hospital, the first thing the nurse was going to ask- What's his blood sugar? Patient? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a vital sign. Let me check it off my uh, right. my yeah. box. Bullshit. Oh, my patient had someone 
tear his fucking arm out and beat him with it. Um, yeah, his blood sugar was, you know, 130. Um, so the uh, now that there's an IV established, the uh, the primary medic gives uh, 50 micrograms of fentanyl uh, IV for the pain. Um, they, uh, they, you know, have the chest exposed. So they're looking at the, at the chest again. They notice that, you know, it's still equal rise and fall. Um, and, uh, the, the left side is now about four times the size of the right. Um, the, uh, the entire peck is one big bruise and the band has reached underneath the middle of the sternum and it's reached around to the start of the left side of his back. At this point in time, they arrive at the LZ where the air medical team is waiting. The, uh, the flight crew enters the rig and they, you know, hand over care, give a full report. The, uh, the flight team switches over to their equipment. They do their own, you know, detailed physical. They don't find anything that these paramedics didn't already find. Um, they tell the flight or they tell the ground medic like, Hey, you still got 50, 50 of fentanyl in your vial. Give it. So the guy gets another 50 mics of fentanyl. Um, right before the flight team leaves, they take another set of vitals because it's their initial set. Right. Uh, this is the last one that I have. Um, it return the BP returns is 99 over 63 heart rate remains at 85. Um, Respiratory rates, 24. Um, what was that? He's fixed. Good. Yep, totally fixed, right? Give him pain meds, he's, he's fixed. Yeah. Um, SBO2 is 98%. He's still on the oxygen. They switched over the end title. That remains right around 25. So the flight team gets him over into their aircraft. They lift off. They transport him to the medical center, which is approximately a 25-minute flight. So... The really cool thing about this call is that this crew was able to get me the updates from the hospital as well as the air, the aircraft crew. So I have more information than I normally typically do at the end of calls. So uh, during the flight, the swelling increased to about five times the size of the right pec. The band of bruising expanded across the sternum to just underneath the right nipple. Um, no expansion was noted on the, on the left flank. So nothing onto the actual back, just across the front. Uh, the flight nurse reported that they did not hear any breath sounds on the left side by the time that they landed, though he exhibited no signs of attention pneumo. Um, he was unloaded to the ER and care was transferred. So before I get to the hospital update, what do you guys think overall? Mm. It's a tough it's one. Not, it's like it should it should be an easy like you say easy respiratory call. You're thinking ABC, and all of a sudden you're like, "What the hell's going on?" Right. But even their findings isn't consistent with what was actually happening. Because they're they're saying that there was no nothing going around anything other than the left flank. So and yet we are, we we were reported them seeing it, you know, like creeping around the back. Nothing. And, nothing further. Nothing further on the left oh, okay. flank. So it didn't grow. It only grew on the front. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a pneumo, I mean, at this point, you get up in the air, it's going to make that thing worse, so. Yeah, less pressure. I mean. But it's not that significantly less, unless they're going up, like, above 6,000 feet. Right, which, I so. mean, they're not going to, 
They're not going to do that. You know? So, the update that I have, and, and this is what makes me blow my mind. UTI. <laughs> so, the, the flight team uh, gives another 200 micrograms of fentanyl during transport for pain management, right? Um, they did not do any other interventions other than run some more fluid, give some more fentanyl. When they drop them off, they gave their, their report to the ER staff, and it was explained as though they were... Um, you know, they said like, Hey, the, the, the bruising, the swelling was getting bigger. It was expanding. It was getting worse. That's what ground EMS saw. That's what the flight team, you know, saw and told the ER and the ER was just like, yep, sure. It was whatever, whatever, Go completely away. didn't believe the flight team on this story. So the ER, they, you know, they admit him after finding that none of the original rib fractures that he's had from two months ago have healed, they admit him for a period of four days, and then they send him home. There is no mention of bleeding, causes of bleeding. There's no mention or treatment of any of the banding or why it was caused or anything. President call it COVID. Right? So it's like, so now I'm sitting here and I get this call and the update, when I originally received this call, I'm reading it and there, and I'm talking to the crew about it. And they're like, yeah, we don't have an update yet. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like you guys, this is like a hemothorax. It's a pneumo. It's a hemonumo. It's spontaneous bleeding. Like I just want to know what kind of bleeding this was. I'm probably completely thinking outside my ass, but did this, like, the guy was alert and talking, right? Yep. He didn't mention, like, he didn't feel like maybe he got bit or stung by something? No. Okay, I'm I'm just spitballing. I mean. Because the the wheezing is kind of like, it just didn't seem to fit anywhere. Right. But. Now it went away by itself. Yeah, but, you know, hypotension, swelling. You know, wheezing. I'm sorry, like, maybe it's some weird kind of fucking allergic reaction. I don't know. I, I mean, and you're not, I mean, yeah, I, this could be like a cardiac asthma type thing, too, in that the wheezing is there because there's some sort of fluid in there and they're closing down. But then all but, of a sudden, he doesn't have away. fluid anymore. I, I don't know. This call, I, I have no idea what to think about this call. I am. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I didn't hear that. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I I don't understand what because his symptoms, although got better, he got worse. You know what I mean? Like right. easy right. way the the rails sort of went away. You know, but he was getting worse with no interventions. Like they just threw oxygen on and said drive past. Right. And nothing else was done. Yep. Usually you have to throw meds at that to make things better. He's getting better, but why? Right. Right. 
And that and but yet like he's getting better, but yet his symptoms are worsening. Right. Like yeah. and you know, it like to me, I'm sitting here and like I understand where you guys are thinking, like decompress. Uh, honestly, I, I, and I'm gonna be like straight up fucking like I have no doubt in my mind that, and I know maybe in this case I probably would have been wrong. I wouldn't have known it at the time, but you know, here we are in this setting. I'm sure it's probably gonna be wrong, but yeah, I probably would have fucking stuck it. Yeah, I'm... just from based on what I saw, I would have freaking put one in. So was it? What was it? What was it overall that would have made you think like that? The I'm just curious. Increasing, the increasing... Swelling? Swelling with the discoloration, the difficulty breathing, you know, the the weird sounds that I'm hearing. Yeah. You know, it's all leading me to believe, hey, something's going on. Plus the recent history, you know, maybe something, they missed something and it punched through or right. whatever, you know, I don't know. Or maybe he's just one of those guys that has the, you know, the bleb and, and off it goes. Right. Right. So, you know, who just based on what I saw, you know, before we started heading down the road, I probably would have fucking put one in and see what comes out, you know? Yeah. I would have, I would have been intrigued to see. I, I would have enjoyed to see what that would have done. You know, because yeah, like, is it just gonna, is it just gonna have blood? And then you're thinking, okay, well, you know, like, is it, is it in the lung or is it, did I not reach the lung? You know, cause I mean, those, those 14 gauges, they should reach, but now there's, you know, two inches, three inches of swelling on top. Well, um, yeah, I was thinking I would probably would have went. And that's it. And that's it. Like then positioning is even more important too, because now like, okay, are you going to go in, you know, in the chest or are you going to go, you know, in mid axillary, you know? Um, Yeah. I think, and and how many people really do mid axillary needle decompressions nowadays? Okay. You, you are not the norm. Let's put it that way. You know? Butch, what do you like? What are you thinking overall with this one? Yeah, like I say, it's confusing. But I, I mean, I I would have started with the CPAP first. Bingo. Uh, yeah. Probably done the CPAP, see if it helps stabilize, um, and then probably done a never something just for the wheezing because you know does you know when you push you know open those lungs up, put the atrovent in there so you, you, everything's opening up. You can push that fluid down, dry it up a little bit, and see if that helps. You know, right. Hey, and with, you know another interesting little bit of you know diagnoses um, would have been you know with that CPAP. Hey, you get any relief from that pain? Yeah, yeah, because you're supporting those ribs, from right? The inside. You're supporting those right. ribs. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely that would have told you something. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's kind of the crazy thing, knowing that like all of those ribs were still broken. Did he yeah. did he move the wrong way and clip an artery and now he's bleeding everywhere? Is he, you know? is he or like, like vitamin D deficient and his fucking bones just don't fucking heal like they should? Right, right. Because it's, of his Parkinson's and everything else, you know. Right, yeah. It's it's just it was such a it was such a wonky call. I I I couldn't wait to bring it onto the show and hear what you guys were thinking was, about it. What was the diagnosis? In the end? Nothing. Rib fracture. They sent him home. There was Wait. no, there was literally no mention 
These providers told me that there was zero mention in the update of anything that caused the bleeding, the swelling, or the banding. Nothing. So it was all a figment of their imagination. Yep, 100%. It didn't really happen. It did, it, they didn't find it's a reason. It's being handled by top men. <laughs> top men, Lois. Top, top men. men. You yep. see nothing? Yeah. I I don't know. It was it was just it was wild. But what about the bleeding? Top men. Yeah, top men. Um so so yeah, I don't really have anything, you know, to really go over uh in this one solely because oh, you know, I think we did yeah, just, it. I, 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 that's what I thought I heard. I heard Emily yelling. Ah! <laughs> Hey, at least we got her her blood sugar, and there were no wet bandages. All right, that so is true. you know she should have been here instead of been at the Rangers game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's her fault. But uh, but you know I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you are uh, if you're watching on the Even live, we have no answer for you. But well, sure, you know like okay, how many times <laughs> do we? Upon be good for you. How many times do we get to? bring a episode where we don't actually know we always know this is like one of like three where we're like fuck if i know you know it was just it was interesting and and the 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 outcome infuriates me because i want to know like it infuriates me yep this is where you need you need a little clip in your little board there that pops up with the, the little little clip from uh, Starship Troopers, or do you want to know more? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know? watch this episode where we talk about things that we actually know the answers to. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if anyone, you know, comes up with something, you're free and welcome yeah. to email the show, info.medicmaterials at gmail.com. And, and you know, it, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and send me information, so... Uh, thank you all for joining us again, and uh, we will see you on uh, the, what is it, the 15th of the month? Yeah, the 15th of the month. So kudos to everybody, and stay yeah, safe. Friday, too. And that's yeah. right, the end of tour next Friday. So, Gerard, lead us out. Numo Donuts. <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want more information on the podcast or to send us a call review, please visit medicmaterials.com slash podcast. To learn more about earning continuing education credit from listening to this episode or others, check out medicmaterialscmeacademy.thinkific.com. We appreciate your continued dedication towards EMS education and helping us advance the field. See you next time.